The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we have a very timely topic um, because right now, right this week, uh, the Supreme Court is deciding about Obamacare. So today we're going to be talking about the Supreme Court will see you now, Obamacare versus the Constitution. There have been polls that have shown that about two-thirds of America does not want Obamacare. Will the Supreme Court overrule us this week? We'll see. In any case, the decision that these black robes will be making will affect all of us, each and every one of us. And um, hopefully they will make the right decision. My guest today is Dan Weber. He's going to take us behind the scenes and lift the curtain on the what's called the Obamacare, another name for it. You know, there are all these, it's so complicated. I think the way that he decided, or the way that he did manage to pass it was by, one of the ways was by confusing everybody and making it so long that it was hard for anyone to read it all. But it's also called, as you may know, the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. Look at those words, patient protection. I mean, who doesn't want patient protection, right? And affordable care. Who doesn't want affordable care? But these are, these are just uh, words that really hide the real intent of, the, of Obamacare. Today, my guest, Dan Weber, has been working to prevent the government from disregarding our Constitution in order to legislate socialized medicine. He is an advocate of free enterprise and traditional values, and he's devoted himself to stopping our country from going astray. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here, Carol. Thank I you very much, Dr. Carol. You're welcome. I like to think that I try to stay, stop our country from going astray, too, but in different ways. Well, this show, primarily, by trying to get all this good information out to people. Um, I do want to say, before we get into the meet, um, that I do not have, you know, because people think, sometimes people think, if you haven't been listening to this show long enough to hear me make this disclaimer, you may think that because I'm a doctor, a psychiatrist, that I have um, self-serving reasons to be against Obamacare, but that is not true because um, I, it is not going to affect my income one way or the other. Besides, I have a plan B if uh, the, the the um, rules on doctors become too stringent, like all of the bureaucracy and the uh, electronic records and so on. Imagine a psychiatrist putting the records of their, you know, confidential things that people tell them on on the internet, on you know, essentially on the internet, because anything can be hacked these days. Uh, I am totally against that. So my plan B, <laughs> if uh, if Obamacare does pass, 
is to um, call myself a love coach and to continue doing the other things that I do, uh, being an expert witness and being on television and writing books and doing speaking engagements and all of that. So my income is not going to be affected, at least not to my knowledge, uh, whether Obamacare passes or not. But what is going to be affected is, is, well, what is going to be affected is mine, just like everybody else's, health care. You know, um, and and that is a very scary prospect, which I will now let my guest, Dan Weber, uh, describe more. <laughs> well, that's a great introduction. I appreciate it. As you pointed out, this uh, decision that the Supreme Court is about to make is very, very important. Uh, you're aware that uh, they've allocated more time for this hearing than they have for anything in the last almost 30 years. They realize the consequences. It affects all Americans, and everyone's health care is at stake. Uh, if the Supreme Court rules in favor of Obamacare, it's not only the health insurance that's affected, but it would indicate a gigantic expansion of federal power. Yes. Uh, for example, uh, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to read the one-sentence Commerce Clause. Is that okay? Yes, but I just want you to go back to something you said for a second, because I, I'm a bit confused by this. How, many, how much time did they allot? Okay, they allocated, it's, it may seem short. Yes, uh, it's they three allocated days. A, Is it three days? A, yeah, three days. However, the actual hearing is about, oh, maybe two and a half, two hours a day. It could go longer. But it's a three-day, and typically, it's a half a day. Typically, the oral arguments are half a day, maybe stretching to a full day, because everything is in writing, and it's yeah. all in background. You know, you're talking about high-level attorneys who don't need to be taught about basic law. Everyone knows the procedures in order to, you know, go before the Supreme Court. Uh, you've got to be qualified. So. They shorten everything and abbreviate it to specific questions, and usually there's only a few dozen questions. Well, here they're going to have dozens and dozens of questions, so this is a, a very unusual circumstance. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, you know, yes, it's true that, of course, they presumably have read all the briefs that have been submitted and will ponder them after this hearing and so on. It still, however, it does seem... Um, you know, scarily short, three days when you think about all that's riding on it. But well, <laughs> unlike the Congress, which does a lot of showboating, yeah. you know, these guys get and gals get right to the point. Yeah. You know, if they have a specific point of interest, then they'll get to that salient point, cover it, and get on to the next yes, thing. Yes, yes. Well, okay, go ahead. Continue with where you were, where I interrupted you. Sure. Well, you didn't interrupt at all. And please, you know, let's have a good discussion here. This mm -hmm. is enjoyable to me. Uh, we will have AMAC fields. We'll have rationing if okayed by the court. And what is rationing? Rationing is simply making people wait in line and reducing costs by reducing the services. And that's what there are provisions in Obamacare that we feel that uh, will cause direct rationing, even though the actual clause in the law says we, we will not permit rationing. The procedures that they've adopted are mm. rationing procedures. Mm. So talk about, you know, talking out of both sides of your mouth. Now, the Commerce Clause itself, get this, we're having all of this over one sentence in the Constitution. And here's what it says. The one sentence says, Congress shall have the power to regulate commerce with foreign nations 
among the several states and with the Indian tribes. That's it. Okay? Regulate commerce with foreign nations. Does that apply? No. With Indian tribes? No. How about among the several states? Well, when that was put in there, the founding fathers were worried about, oh, New Jersey taxing the rum from South Carolina and uh, Virginia taxing uh, tobacco that comes from other states instead of their own state. So they they were worried about uh, getting into uh, trade wars between the states. So that's why that provision was initially put in there. And they Uh said, well, we'll have the federal government regulate commerce among the states with the Indian tribes and with foreign nations. Nothing in there, nowhere, Mm. does it say an individual's personal freedom should be violated. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, then that should only take them a good ha- <laughs> <an> hour. <laughs> if, you know, they, you know, Dr. Carroll, they teach people when you go to law school, the first thing they teach you is how to read. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, read a simple sentence. I don't know how it can be any clearer, but yet in the past they've used these words and they've kind of twisted them to say, oh, the federal government has the power to regulate commerce. And they've kind of opened the door to a lot of different things that a lot of folks feel they've overexpanded the mm. meaning and, and turned the meaning to mean things it didn't mean. But that's what the English says. Mm-hmm. And so now the court will decide how far are these powers granted. And hopefully they'll say that it is unconstitutional. Yes. Um, now, the first day, yesterday, um, the issue was whether they could rule on this at all because um, there was some other sentence saying that um, because we haven't been actually taxed yet, I mean, questioning whether this is a tax, making people buy their right. own health insurance, and then um, since people haven't been taxed yet, could the Supreme Court rule? So, Right. In other words, you can't have a ruling on something that didn't happen yet. Right. That was the first argument. That was the first day. Uh, today was more into the Commerce Clause itself. So did they, did they seem to come to any conclusions no, about No, no. Well, we, you know, they hide themselves. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because, you know, you could be uh, in favor of something, but you could be playing devil's advocate right. and asking questions that make it sound like you're against it. Right. So you can't always go by that. And then uh, tomorrow they're going to rule on the severability, which means if one part of Obamacare is declared unconstitutional, let's say the Commerce Clause, does that mean the rest of it should be thrown Mm -hmm. out? Now, it's interesting. When they wrote Obamacare, the people thought they were being clever, and they thought they were going to anticipate a a challenge before the Supreme Court. So they put a provision in the bill that said, that if, if one part is thrown out, the whole part is thrown out, hmm. hoping and thinking that the Supreme Court would definitely not throw out the whole medical mm. care mm. program over a little issue like the Commerce Clause, which mandates that an individual has to be covered. But they may have done themselves in, because mm-hmm. the, the Supreme Court justices could very well say, well, you put it in there, and we find this is unconstitutional, and your words in there say that it's not separate, you can't separate it, Hmm. it's all part of the same thing, 
Uh, however, there are exemptions you know, in the past where they've allowed, even though they say it's not separable, it could be. So uh, th- those are the questions they're going to talk about tomorrow. Boy, this whole thing. Now, now where are you um, watching this from? I mean, have you... Uh, basically, we're getting it from a whole lot of news sources. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're just kind of uh, Internet surfing and, uh, you know, catching this here, that here. And I'm interested, too, what we've been following is a lot of the, uh, call them eggheads, you know, the people that generally are pretty good prognosticators and come out, you know, with common sense uh, answers, and they usually are more right than wrong. Mm-hmm. So we've been watching them, and again, uh, they seem to be thinking along the same lines that I've been thinking, that this whole thing is uh, is going to uh, be tremendously important, whatever way they rule. Yes, it's uh, apparently there are protests at the, boys. <laughs> you know, this country, I mean, in a way it's good, because finally people are getting off their tushes and <laughs> protesting about something, but, um, you know, instead of just being apathetic. But, but some of the things, um, you know, not all of it is, is very well thought out, but it's interesting that apparently um, there are protests, of course, at the Supreme Court, and where did I see that? Um, there are, on both sides of the issue, people with placards and so on, um, on both sides of the issue, and here is where I wrote, read it. One, pro- one protester who arrived dressed in prison garb with a ball and chain questioned who would pay for it, saying Obamacare is putting us in debtor's prison. So that's one part of it. I mean, absolutely that's true. Apparently um, we've been lied to about how much it's going to cost, that um, the, there are now estimates that it's going to cost uh, approximately twice as much as what they originally thought. We will continue that when we come back, as well as many other issues regarding to this. Of course, the main thing is health and whether you're going to be <laughs> deprived of something that you need, like doctor's attention, like a doctor's appointment, <laughs> for example. We're listening, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Gouge. I'm listening to my guest, Daniel Weber. And um, we're talking about Obamacare and its fate that is hanging with the Supreme Court as we speak. So thank you for listening. You're going to be hearing our next segment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. 
Dr. Carroll is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Uh, We're talking today about the Supreme Court and how, just like doctors will see you now, the doctor will see you now, well, the Supreme Court will see you now. They're ruling... Uh, on Obamacare versus the Constitution, as we speak, these black robes um, are, are pondering this, and I'm hoping that they're pondering in the correct direction. My guest is, uh, has been doing what he can to, um, to uh, inform people uh, about some of the dangers of, of Obamacare, and um, my guest is Dan Weber, and before the break, uh, I was bringing up about how one of the factors, one of the problems is how much the Obamacare is actually going to cost, which is going to be approximately twice as much as he originally said that it would. And you started to answer, so go ahead. Okay, well, as you pointed out, Doctor, it was supposed to be around $800, $900 billion. Now they're saying it's a minimum of $1.7 trillion. So as you said, it's more than double. But uh, when President Obama was running, he said the plan would actually reduce the cost of everyone's medical care by about $2,500 per family per year. Well, actuality, it's, the costs have risen about $1,000 a year, and that's because of covering uh, people that weren't covered before and also covering pre-existing conditions, okay, which everyone what about, predicted you know, it would play, go up. To play devil's advocate, though, what about, you know, if I said, well, um, What's wrong with um, covering people with pre-existing conditions, for one Nothing thing? Nothing is wrong with it. As a matter of fact, seven states already had that provision, okay? But uh, what he did was he said, you're going to increase the coverage and I'm going to charge you less. Well, you can't do both. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we are in favor of covering pre-existing conditions. We're in favor of crossing state lines for competition, but to tell you you can do it and get a reduction in cost, that's not being frank with the American public. Well, yes. You know, it's so ironic that um, just this week, um, Dick Cheney, 71 years old, got a heart transplant. He had to wait 20 months, which I think is pretty unbelievable. He pulled so many other strings. <laughs> yeah, and did so many other things in Washington, you know, under the table. It's amazing that he then had to wait twenty months for a heart transplant. Yeah, I mean, you know that he that he wasn't able to pull strings under the table uh, to make that happen sooner. But in any case, um, you know, under Obamacare, would a seventy-one year old man get a heart transplant? Yeah, the answer is likely no. <laughs> exactly, uh, Doctor Berwick, 
who was the person who actually ran the first years of President Obama's health care. He was the one who uh, the president wanted to appoint to run, uh, you know, the Centers for Medicare, uh, but was not, uh, would not have been approved by the Senate. So he was uh, given a holiday appointment, could serve a year. And what he favored was a point system, where the older that you are, you get points against you. Hmm. If you're overweight, you get points against you. If you're on medication, more points. And this is the thing that bothered us. If you cost the system more in the past, you got mm. points against you. So, for example, if you have a heart condition, two people have a heart condition. One had a knee replacement the year before that cost the system $25,000. Well, you cost the system more, so on the value-based medicine, you'd get points against you, and the other person would go ahead in line in front of you. And that's what, how you do, that's what the doctor's system was. And it's similar to what they do in Great Britain. Not, you know, on a point basis, but it's the same idea. Well, what do you mean it's the same idea? That it will uh, ration uh, the amount of coverage you get and ration the care that you get. I didn't think that they had gotten to that point yet in Great oh, Britain. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, Liam Neeson lost his wife. And in, in because of that skiing accident, uh-huh. she was in Canada. Now, the hospital that she went to, because of the rationing of the MRI machines, they didn't have the machine. Hmm. Uh, if it was an American hospital, more again, we don't know this, but more than likely she would have gotten an MRI. They would have looked and seen that she had a brain injury, and they could have done something. But that hospital didn't have the machine because they rationed them. They said, okay, we're giving out... Ten machines in this province, and that's a small hospital. You don't get one. And yes, that does lower costs, but that's not the way to do it. We think there's a lot of other things you can do that would lower costs that make a lot more sense. Well, you know, um, I mean, it, it just, it just, <laughs> it just seems astounding to me. I, I mean, it just seems like this is some um, sci-fi movie. I, I mean, it, it's kind of like. Um, it just, it's just, it's totally inhumane. And part of it is because most people go along with the mainstream media. They don't listen, you know, to your program. If everyone listened to Dr. Carroll, they would find out things that the mainstream media doesn't feature because the mainstream media is biased, has their own agenda, and selectively decides what they're going to report on. Yes. Well, it's, it's really, um, you know, I, I think the only time that people are going to recognize just how horrendous this is is when they themselves or a loved one goes into a hospital or has some illness and is deprived of care and um, they can't understand why. Or they have to wait, you know, instead of uh, a day to see a doctor. I mean, it's already happening where um, people are having to wait much longer just to see a doctor, just, you know, yeah, just to I have a doctor's golf. visit. I play golf with a lot of the uh, Brits that uh, have have uh, winter homes in Florida, mm-hmm. and that's they say when you go to the visit their medical care for a routine visit, it's great. You get right in, you get right out, everything is good. But if you have a serious illness, that's when the problems begin to arise, because then they they put you on long waiting lists. Uh, for example, if you have a cancer, any kind of cancer in the United States you have a 50% better chance of getting cured than if you're in Great Britain because they take longer 
to let you go see the various specialists, and they don't have as many uh, types of equipment and uh, machines available as they do in the U.S. Well, you know, but even in the U.S., I mean, just uh, if you think about maybe yourself or your friends or relatives, um, just, just people for normal everyday things are having to wait longer for an appointment with a doctor, whether it's a, you know, a, a family doctor or, or uh, an internist or cardiologist. Yep, Dr. Carol, you brought up a great point, partially because of Obamacare and government interference. Uh, the average pay that a general practitioner has gone down by 25% in comparison to other income in the population. In other words, years ago, school teachers made very little, doctors made a lot. Now, on Long Island, New York, for example, a kindergarten teacher could earn $100,000 and a doctor will earn $125,000. But that's what's happened. So a lot of people are getting out of being a general practitioner. Well, yes, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people are getting out of being doctors altogether, which is a whole other side to this, which is incredibly, incredibly sad. Doctors are getting more depressed, more disillusioned. Um, They, you know, doctors who, um, well, I mean, first of all, this idea of, as I was alluding to before, this idea of having electronic records is just really making most doctors pull their hair out. Um, be, and it isn't at, like some people would like to say, well, older doctors don't want to you know, deal with technology and so on. Uh, it's not about that. I mean, yes, sure, maybe there are some. But it's, it's about, it is about confidentiality. It is about concern for patients. And it's about not wanting to have to add one more thing that would take away from time face-to-face with patients. I mean, now doctors... Um, when you go in for a consultation, they'll sit there with their little, their little uh, laptop and hardly look at you, but they're, they're not all doctors, but more doctors than, let's say, 10 years ago or five years ago. It's happening more and more. You're right. Um, and, and, and the real problem is that because of all of these extra bureaucratic tasks that Obamacare requires, I don't mean not just electronic records, but... Um, in general, all of these things, and to get paid, and doctors have to hire a whole army of people to to confront the bureaucracy in order to get paid. So by the time they get paid, you know that money has been taken up by how much they have to pay for their secretaries to deal with the insurance companies or the government. Um, but in any case, also <clears throat> all of this takes away from time that they're able to spend talking with the patient. And most of of the way that you heal a patient um, is by finding out a really in-depth history in order to make the proper diagnosis and in order to figure out the treatment and in order to know, you know, what stresses are going on in the person's life so that they can helpfully refer them to a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Um, But... You know, it's just, it's just, it's every, it's, it's the in and out burger style of medicine this, these days. And I specifically, I particularly see this, you know, in psychiatry. I, I'm, I'm an expert witness in a number of malpractice cases where I've been saying that um, some of these psychiatrists who see their patients for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes once a month or sometimes even less, you know, less frequently, which in my opinion is total malpractice. Um, but I call it the in and out style of medicine. It, it's they're not talking to the patients; they're just give, throwing prescriptions at them. And um, so, be, whether it's looking at the psychological issues of health or looking at the physical issues of health, everyone is getting shortchanged, and it, it is our, affecting 
our country um, in such a tremendous way, which will only be worsened if this goes through That's with correct. the Supreme Court. Because think about like people you have to deal with, people you depend upon. You know, even if you're fortunate to not be sick yourself at the moment, um, you know, there are people you depend upon in your life. Everyone depends depends upon their your dentist, um, your insurance man, your you know wh- whoever the person is. There are people that you count on. Um, without even really thinking about it very much. And, and if these people are getting inferior care because of Obamacare, or because their doctor can only afford to spend five minutes with them, um, then, then it affects every aspect of our life. You've said it very, very well, and uh, I don't even know how to add to that. You, you covered it perfectly. <laughs> and the music comes right in time. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll be thinking of more things to talk about in regard to Obamacare when we come back. My guest is Dan Weber. We're talking today about the Supreme Court deciding on Obamacare versus the Constitution. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman talking with my guest, Dan Weber, who is, um, has been doing a lot of work, um, also in terms of issuing a booklet of alternative ways to cut costs. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. But um, uh, why don't you tell us more about some of these? I mean, you talk about Obama's 
dirty little secret. So let's talk about <laughs> He has lots of dirty little secrets. <laughs> None we can hardly do justice in fifteen in this fifteen minute segment to, to them. The, the, the one <laughs> of that, course one of them came out um just well, one yesterday. of them has finally come to the attention of Congress and that's the independent payment advisory board. Mm-hmm. And again, that was hidden in the details. And the details said that the Secretary of Health and Human Resources can can on her own, appoint 15 political bureaucrats, and that board, uh, you know, there's no medical requirements to be on the board, and that board can decide what procedures will be allowed under different rules and regulations that the board itself make up. Wow. Now, they give the Congress a chance to set up rules and regulations, but if Congress doesn't do it, or they don't do it to the satisfaction of the secretary, then the board can go ahead and make their own rules and regulations. And no doctors on the board. It doesn't have to be. That could be anybody. And those, that board, uh, which will issue rules that will decide on what the procedures, medical procedures, will be and how it's apportioned. Now, when they describe the board, they actually say in English that you cannot have rationing because of this board. But what the board is set up to do is to regulate who gets what medical care and how, which is another way of saying rationing. So we're being conned in a way by the description of the board, but if you look at what the board actually does, it's a rationing board, and that's where the name death panel comes up from. And, you know, when you look at someone, I mean, there are people who... um would not get any medical care according to the rationing or, you know, a decision-making system, um, and yet who are some of the finest minds in this country. That's right. And the way what they'll be told, just like the president said, well, if the cost doesn't justify, then some people will get a pill. <laughs> Those were his words. Then well, some people, it would be better if they got a pill. Better for who? For their family, for their loved ones, for a person like my 88-year-old mother-in-law who had carotid arteries that the doctor said she could live another 10 years, and she, thank God it was before Obamacare was fully implemented. She had the procedure. She went through fine, and he said she's got another 10 years to go. She's brilliant. She's lovely. Uh, she, uh, all her great-grandchildren and grandchildren adore her. And yes, and how do you how do you monetize or how do you put a value on not only on her life but on what she's contributing to her children and grandchildren, making their lives better, which so that they're able to enhance this country by contributing what they're able to contribute, which they might not be able to, or would have not have been encouraged to had she not been alive, for example. I've, I've got to tell you this, Carol. This is a true story. One of my uh, grandchildren said. I'd like to spend time with Grammy this summer. He's a 12-year-old boy. And we said, well, why? And he said, because Grammy can tell me more about God. Huh. I mean, that's actually what he said. Yeah, a typical kid, you know, he's into all these, uh, you know, cell phones and all these machines and all this stuff. And yet, that's what he, he you mm-hmm, imagine that? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what and we call old-fashioned American values, and what's wrong with that? And one thing that that um, that you know you, you, we need, you need to mention is about how the members of Congress and presumably the Supreme Court justices 
are not affected by Obamacare. They will have lovely insurance. That's right. They have federal. They have a federal insurance plan, which, interestingly enough, uh, the Heritage Foundation uh, has come up with an alternative plan in case Obamacare has to be thrown out. And they've come out with a plan outlining some very good ideas. And what their plan does is it takes the federal plan and basically allows everybody in the whole country to have it. <laughs> you mean if the it's country good enough thing? for Congress and senators and federal employees, then why can't everybody have it? And that's pretty much uh, what they've done. So it'll be interesting uh-huh. to see if Obamacare goes down, what will actually take its place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. Um, tell us also about um, the IRS police. Sure. Unfortunately, there's a provision that uh, to expedite the system and to reduce costs, instead of billing everybody, the government and their insurance exchanges will have direct access to your uh, bank accounts uh, for two reasons. Number one, your co-payments under the yet-to-be-created regulations and rules will be determined by the assets that you have and your income. The only way they can determine the assets and your income is you, the law, and it's in the law, people can look it up, is it allows the government to find out what our uh, bank accounts are, and it gives them direct access to bill our bank accounts. So that if we go to the doctor, the doctor doesn't have to have an employee that says, what insurance company do you have, who's your copay, who's this, who's that. They can eliminate that person and save money. And what they do is the computer automatically goes into your bank account, finds out they already have your income, so they know what your payment is going to be, and they deduct it from your bank automatically. And General Electric, which gave a small fortune in campaign contributions, they're bidding on the contract to do that computer program. Oh, wow. So that's a dirt. Now, guess what? It's going to take... The IRS has to have a lot of people to police that because the other part of Obamacare concerns employers. And remember, employers have got to be bound by certain rules and regulations. Well, who's going to see if the employers are cheating? It's not like income where they can simply look at your 1099s and your W-2s. It's, oh, no. So what they've got to do is they've got to have a whole new system, and human beings are the only people that computers can't do it. Uh, it would cost too much, too complicated. So they're going to hire 16,000 new IRS agents to police employers so that the employers uh, follow the rules and regulations that we haven't seen yet. So the money is going to go to these police instead That's of the correct. doctors and it's to provide to, the you know, care. We're having a, a whole new army of IRS people <laughs> that are going to enforce all these things. You know, you know what's what's really scary is that it seems like almost like Obamacare is really a um, Trojan horse. You know, just a screen uh, for a way to get let the government have access to our bank accounts. You know, that's a great, great analogy. It could because the more you think about it, that's exactly what it is. You know, and if the Commerce Clause is upheld then the government, federal government, can go into any part of our life. I had a gentleman talk to me yesterday and said, do you realize, Dan, the Commerce Clause says it regulates commerce. Now, that means it can say you have to buy something, but it could also say you can't buy something. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, if it says they can regulate 
That means, for example, they can tell you your family can't have two SUVs. Hmm. You can't have a car. You can't have a truck and, a, and an SUV. You got to have a car and an SUV. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, that's foolish. Well, who would have ever thought they'd be able to do that without doctor's care? Yes, yes. Well. Wow. <laughs> so that's one of the hidden little secrets of the consequences of this whole law. Yes, yes. Well, I hope that these men in black robes are able to see through all of that. That's all I can say. Um, well, it is. It is very scary. And there's another board that that you know they've tried to cut doctors' pay. Uh, the Congress beat back the first attempt, but they can create a board again. They can they can create all these boards. It's regulated not by the Congress, but by the Secretary. And the Secretary can appoint czars or what they say. If you read the law, it says, and the commissioner shall do this. Well, the commissioners are appointed by the Secretary, and the commissioners actually establish the rules. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what the rules are yet until the whole thing gets up and running. But basically, it's government control in Washington, D.C., over our local doctor's office forcing them to, to go on the computer, forcing them to spend money, forcing them to do this, this, and this, and forcing individuals to buy insurance. Boy, I, you know, I, and the problem is, or one of the problems is that, um, you know, all of these little provisions, these little hidden things written in the thousands of pages have not, as you were saying, have not come into the main media. I mean, you know, for example, this whole, just the issue of, of the government being allowed to go into our bank accounts, I mean, yes, granted, you could say, well, the IRS, you know, when they put tax liens and so on, can do that now, but that's, but that's in a much more limited way, and we still have control of that if we don't report our taxes, you know, honestly, um, or whatever, whatever would cost, cause a tax lien. I mean, we still have some control over that. But um, but this is just taking taking it to another level. And why isn't why isn't that in all the news stories um, t- today? You know, because it should have been before. people want to have government control. Why does the AARP, which is supposed to be representing older Americans, why aren't they shouting this? They've got a magazine yes. that goes to twenty five million people, and you don't read any articles about this. So they're part of the you know, mainstream media that. Uh, I guess, wants to have a bigger federal government, more federal control. Why? Because some people earn more money than other people, and that's not fair. That seems to be the whole thing. Well, wait, that that was something, I I still don't understand that. AARP seemed to be more in bed with the government, like with Medicare and, and well, I guess we'll have to talk about, this leads us actually into our last segment when we can talk about your organization as well. But I, I have been... I have never understood why uh, AARP has not been fighting for things in a different way. My guest is Dan Weber. We're talking about the Supreme Court and Obamacare. We will be back with more. And uh, if these things, if your jaw isn't on the ground yet, (laughs) it will be. Um, And it should be. Um, You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, with my guest, Daniel Weber. And um, this actually fits in perfectly because one of the the hats or the main hat that Daniel Weber wears now is as the founder of the Association of Mature American Citizens, AMAC. By mature, <laughs> actually, that wouldn't include too many people these days. But, but you, <laughs> your definition is fifty plus. And and I was just asking before the break um, uh, to explain some of the things. I, I didn't really understand AARP's position on some of the things, like about Medicare uh, and why they weren't fighting to keep Medicare around and to keep it at, at least the amount that it is provides now, for example. So to tell us about that. Okay, it's really interesting. Uh, AARP, you know, is a venerable, great organization for many years, and unfortunately, apparently, they've taken a sharp turn to the left. They're in favor of more government control. More, They actually, if you read their literature, they actually like the idea of a single payer covering all Americans regardless of age. Uh, but uh, AMAC, which is the organization uh, I'm with, uh, and we represent people 50 and older, and we looked at it and said, well, gee, why isn't AARP doing anything? And then the House Ways and Means Committee actually had a hearing because they, they heard these rumors that AARP somehow was going to make money on Obamacare. And lo and behold, and again, this is on the Internet for folks to research, the House hearings, they found out that the 11 million people who were on Medicare Advantage under Obamacare would have their policies canceled they pay about $2,000 a year or a little bit more for those policies. Uh, they won't, they'll have to get a supplement. They can't get Medicare Advantage, so they'll have to get a supplement. Guess who's the largest seller uh, of supplements in America? Oh, my. AARP. And according to the House Ways and Means Committee, AARP stands to make $1 billion in royalties over the next 10 years. 
Oh, wow, that explains it. <laughs> yeah, it sure does, doesn't it? You know, a long time ago I heard follow when everything when something say, seems confusing, follow the money, but I have tried resisting this all my life and yet it keeps being proven to sure. be true. <laughs> and and so that's one of the reasons why our organization has grown like it has and we're looking to get more members, but the whole point is that now we have an alternative to AARP. We've actually had Dr. Carol, we've had uh, senators tell us, you've got to grow your organization. And we said, well, why? And they said, because you don't understand. AARP comes in here and they tell us this is what older Americans want. And we know that's not what older Americans want. And Obamacare is a case in point. AARP never polled their members to see if they were in favor of Obamacare or not. The Gallup poll did take a poll before Obamacare was passed found out that older Americans liked their medical care. Eighty-five percent of them were happy or very happy. And yet AARP wanted to scrap the whole system to their financial benefit, apparently. Wow. Wow. So why isn't that, you know, uh, more more yeah, the, the only news person everywhere. who talked about it, uh, and we watched this on, you know, television, the only one was uh, Bill O'Reilly. He's the only one who brought it up. Well, yes, and Fox News in general brings yeah. up these things. He I invited mean, AARP to be on his program. They did send a spokesperson, but he kind of dodged the questions, mm-hmm. and I think O'Reilly kind of let him off a little bit, but... But other than that, you don't, and the House, the House Ways and Means Committee hearings, other than that, of which the mainstream media didn't report about that. Surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, this is all, it's just, it kind of makes you want to find an island that you can go to live on, except nobody can afford one anymore. I shouldn't say well, nobody. Well, find a good psychiatrist that can help you through yeah, these troubled right. times. <laughs> I know. I like to say that this program is an oasis of sanity, but it's getting harder to. Uh, well, well, as yeah. you know, you know. Sometimes, if you talk about it, it's a lot better, right? And at gonna, least know where you are. I was just going to say, in that sense, yes, that's what I'm trying to do—to bring people like you on to uh, explain these things that don't get explained in much of the mainstream media, and so that people can can make decisions rationally and can vote for the people who uh, represent their interests. You know, your whole program is on the forefront of a new media, and I think it's just great. I really do. Well, thank you. Well, tell people, give out your website. I want to make sure we have time for that. Thank you. Uh, We'd like people to take a look at us, find out about us, and if they like, join us. It's www.amac.us, not .com, but amac.us. Okay. And you have, I took a look at it um, this morning, and you have um, different benefits that people can get from yes. joining. Anybody can join AMAC regardless of age, but most of the benefits are for people age 50 and older. For example, you have car insurance discounts, hotel and motel discounts, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And we've got something new that seems to be working. It's shopping online, where if they go through the AMAC portal, They'll get whatever their credit card gives them. They'll still get that, but they'll get between two and eight percent back in money, huh. but just simply by going through the portal. We've got arrangements with five hundred major retailers, uh, you know, because they don't have to build a brick and mortar store. Mm-hmm. They'll pass along the savings to the people who buy over the internet. So it's working out great. Well, that's good, and of course, also you. Um, I think you were saying during one of the breaks 
that you have made a pamphlet called The Alternative to Obamacare? Yeah, it's actually in one of our magazines. Uh, and all our magazines, uh, we send out a quarterly magazine to all our members. But if they look up the, uh, uh, the edition in our magazine, we had the whole feature. We actually compared uh, the AMAC provisions, what we would like to have seen, for example, things like including uh, pre-existing conditions. And what we did, we compared the original House version of what Obamacare would be with the original Senate version of what Obamacare would be, which it wound up being a blend of both with what the AMAC plan would be. Uh-huh. So, but we're working now with a lot of other organizations to come out with uh, a plan that's even improved over what we have in the magazine, and hopefully we'll have that before the end of June. So before the Senate make, excuse me, the Supreme Court makes their decision, mm. we'll have out our new new plan. Well, that sounds great. Um, and of course, one of the main things that you're doing is um, interviews like this, letting people know some of Obama's dirty little secrets that we've just been talking about on the show, like that the government can uh, and the IRS police can get into our bank accounts. That's that's. You know, it's like Big Brother and... and uh, it sure is. I mean, the intent means well. I mean, you can't argue with the intent, but you can get carried away with it. And then all of a sudden, you give up this right, you give up that right, and pretty soon we have no rights. Yes. And, you know, it's kind of interesting when you think about these people being called czars. You know, we are going... Going back to communist Russia. Boy, you know, I hadn't. That's the first time I actually thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing the first czar that I remember was a drug czar, right, right? right? Wasn't that a number of years ago? Yes. And now we have, I guess, 21 czars that <laughs> aren't appointed by Congress, which is against the Constitution. Uh, it's, it, I'm laughing, but it's, this is not really very fun. I mean, you have to kind of laugh to keep your sanity, but... But we all need to, first of all, vote in the right direction, and we all need to make our opinions known. Um, and we all need to call on news organizations to, to um, report about these various issues and not to just uh, have biased kind of reporting, but rather sure. to explain all of it. You know, because it's so easy, especially with Obamacare, which is such a lengthy, convoluted document, which was done on purpose, of course, yes. um, to, you can't talk about it in a sound bite. That's the problem. You can't talk about it in a four or seven minute sound bite. And so people just hear what they want to hear or, or what the, you know, what what the media wants to give out about it. And unfortunately, the media isn't informed about the thousands of pages either. They, they are in... trusting, and uh, they're saying, well, it's our people. The people believe the same way we do, so it can't be really that right. bad. Right. I actually believe if the media looked into these things, they would actually write better articles and you know, tell the public really what's in it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, these would make much better headlines. <laughs> IRS police, that's a great headline. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, my guest, Dan Weber. His my pleasure. Web his website is amac.us. That's A-M as in Mary, A-C dot U-S. Check it out for people 50 plus, or you could be any age to join, but a lot of the benefits, well, the benefits, um, uh, you know, like insurance and so on is for 50 plus, but there are benefits in getting the quarterly magazine and, and on having people like Dan bring out the truth. 
So thank you, Dan. Thank you all for listening. Um, Thanks, Dr. Talk Carol. about this. Get people to listen to this show. Pass it around. It's going to be, you know, as, as with all my shows, it goes into the archives within 24 hours or so. And uh, get people to listen to this so that they know what's really going on in this debate and what could possibly come down in Obamacare. I don't really think that most of us, well, I know from the polls that most of us don't want this, and especially if they knew Obama's dirty little secrets. So thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network.